Yeah, it's our tech conversations here on Metro FM Talk. This evening, we uh, get a chance to speak to the CEO of Yoko, Katleko Mapai. He's joining us uh, via clean feed uh, all the way from Amsterdam. And uh, Katleko, good evening to you, brother. How are you? Great to be on the show, my brother. I'm very good. And you? Yeah, man, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure catching up with you. Congratulations on the uh, yeah 1.2 billion rand raised in uh, that... Uh, uh, a round of funding and uh, may- maybe just I guess for, for some of us who might not be familiar uh, with uh, how these things work so this is I understand the third uh, you know a round of uh, uh, a funding that you've gone out for um, and what does that involve what, what does that process involve uh, you know uh, outside I guess of going out and doing the outreach uh, what's some of the work that happens behind the scenes <laughs> so first of all evening to your listeners great to be on and very exciting moment for the company and happy to share it with you all. So yes, you're right. This was our third institutional round. Uh, Our first institutional round was in 2017. And by institutional, I mean, we raised it from uh, funds. Prior Mm. to that, we were raising money from friends and family, angel investors, family offices. So this is our third institutional round. Um, Really exciting for us as an organization and I guess we've been fundraising for quite some time, right? It's a big part of our DNA. It's something we do in-house and something that we've always understood that we needed to master in order to get to our goals. You can't decouple the things. And in terms of process, I guess the first thing we always start off with is uh, understanding what we need the money for, right? And what we're trying to do with it. Mm, mm. And uh, that's super important. Uh, There's no point just bringing money into into the equation. You really need to know what you want to do with it. And then the next thing, and I think entrepreneurs miss this sometimes, is you have to set very clear criteria on what do you want from the round and what types of partners do you want to work with. And you need to do that work up front because if you don't do that, then you can't be discerning in the process and you end up wasting a lot of time, not just for yourself, but even the investors that you're engaging. Sure. Um, so this is just something we've learned over the years um, and just become a lot more crisp at. Mm. And, you know, our first institutional round, we had this long list of, I think, seven points of what we wanted. Um, this round, it was three things. Mm. Um, the two things, the most important. So number one was uh, a belief in our space payments. Sure. Uh, the second was um, just a conviction around the team and how we do things. And, um, you know, uh, being able to take uh, decisions, right? Mm. not having to rely on a committee in order to make the investment. And then the third one was having a long-term orientation. And once we had those things, we got to the right folks very early on. And we had a very nice, smooth, uh, productive process sure, sure. where we learned a lot. And we're very happy with where we yeah. are. Gattaco, talk, talk to me about that first one. Just the faith that you guys have in the payment space. I mean, one of the things that distinguishes yourselves, I was saying to Robert Marawa earlier on, I mean, back in the day, you had to rent this stuff. You probably had to, you know, go and uh, give your arm and a leg just to sign contracts to to rent point of sale devices. And in a way, you guys broke down a lot of those barriers. Um, And uh, you still have a lot of faith that there's still massive opportunity in the payment space. Why? So I think... um There's a couple of things here. Uh, Let's speak about what a payment is. So a payment is a representation of a transaction and an economy is the sum of its transactions. So that's how important a payment is. It's literally the, 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 the source of what forms an economy and the blood of it. So it's very, very, very important. And when you start moving into electronic payments, you start 
talking about verified payments. So you know something actually happened, which is an important data point for any business and even an economy. And we also know that um, consumers who use electronic payments spend more, right? You, when you have cash in your pocket, you spend less. When you have an electronic payment, a card or whatever, you spend more. It's just one of those things. And that spending of more uh, translates into higher revenues for the business owners. And this is why this is super important. It really unlocks a business. Now, in terms of how we thought around the simplification, I guess we didn't come from the payments space. Uh, we came from the telco space. Um, that was our bread and butter. And if you can imagine uh, before uh, uh, mobile phones and the proliferation of even prepaid, um, there was, you know, having communication was a privilege, right? And then even when the mobile phones came in, it was a contract and then it was still a, priv a privilege. And then the moment that prepaid came in, just it changed the game, right? Uh, not just in SA, but across the continent mm. and across a bunch of emerging markets. So that was kind of our lens. Uh, the business models are very similar. And we asked ourselves, you know, why can you walk into a, a Vodacom, uh, fill out a form sure. and leave with a high value item, uh, like an iPhone, uh, and make phone calls on the same day? Mm. Yet with a card machine, um, you have to call your institution, make an appointment, jump through hoops. Yeah. Red. Yes. I, I just wanted to pause there for a second. Uh, we just have a, a quick spot break creeping on us. So so just hold no that problem. thought. We're going to take a brief break. When we come back, we continue with uh, Yoko's Gatla Humapai. 23 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our tech conversations here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, yeah, this evening we speak to the CEO of Yoko and uh, they are a uh, platform here that uh, I wouldn't call them, I guess, people who sell us point of sale devices because that's not the only thing they do now. Uh, but uh, really, I guess, a, uh, you know, a platform that offers us card machines, online payments and business tools in the Yoko app and uh, also a massive amount of insights uh, into the universe of small business uh, here in the South African market. And uh, Katleho, uh, you were still, I guess, unpacking for us, you know, uh, the evolution that uh, you've seen in the world of payments and uh, where you see some of those opportunities. So quick recap, uh, payments are fundamental. They're the lifeblood of the economy. And what we saw happen in the mobile space when with the introduction of prepaid um, vouchers and access we're basically trying to do in the payment space. We're, that's the level of access that we're thinking about. That's how we've simplified things. And that's really what's allowed us to get to 150,000 merchants across the country, right? Um, and we're still only getting started because there is demand, and there is a need, and we're really trying to fulfill that. And, and, and I mean, just talk to us, I guess, also about your, your captive market here. Um, when you look at who your market has been over the last while um, and what has happened during this moment of COVID-19 to that market in particular, many uh, SMMEs and uh, many of those who have uh, sort of worked and uh, developed their businesses alongside yourselves as you've developed your platform as well. Yeah, so we are uh, completely connected to our customers in the sense that what's happening to them is happening to us. Mm. You know, we don't, we don't take any monthly fees. Um, it's all based on how they're transacting and how they're doing. And that's, in many respects, kept our business very honest. And the reality is last year when level five kicked in, it was brutal. Uh, we saw a 90% drop off in our transaction volume uh, nationwide, which meant that this was the impact, right, of, uh, on, on, on small businesses. And then slowly the, the restrictions began to lift. Mm. And then we saw something fascinating. Um, 
it was just, you know, this V-shaped recovery that you keep hearing about. We literally saw this in our graphs. And it was an amazing thing to witness, I think, for a couple of reasons. One, all of a sudden, you just saw how resilient um, these business owners are, especially given that there's no backstop or fallback or support structures in, in place for them. But it's their ability to be relevant in the context inside their community and to adapt, um, which makes them incredibly strong. And then the other thing was consumers were starting to demand to pay with electronic payments. They didn't want to touch cash anymore, right? The, in terms of, you know, transmitting COVID and all these things. So we just saw a massive um, uh, demand uh, for digitization, which we were really happy to be there to support our customers through. And look, we see what's happening real time in the data. So during the unrest um, uh, a little while back, and even during the advent of level four, but specifically during the unrest, we saw, for instance, an 80% drop in, in, in turnover in KZN. Um, and there was a 25% drop off across the country. The good news, and we're completely amazed by this, is that within the next week, there was almost an 80 to 90% recovery which once again speaks to um, the sense of resilience around these business owners who do not have a backstop or a support structure, mm. but just have to figure things out. And this is why we're super committed to supporting them because it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys generate considerable amount of data um, just on the operations, as you've been saying. I mean, you, you can see these trends happening over time um, and I'm quite interested whether or not I guess that filters through to uh, many other ecosystem actors in the world of developing small businesses because uh, I guess you know that's the other one would think you know not necessarily a future vertical of your business but a lot of the right decisions in those spaces be it the investment committees or even the policymaker, is also critical to uh, the future you guys envisage for yourselves as well. Look in the end uh, we're about small business uh, our vision is what we call open commerce so this mm -hmm. idea that if people want to participate they can come and we remove barriers and they can level the playing field and allow them to participate we're still at the beginning of this journey um, we published the small business recovery monitor uh, mm -hmm. last year which i think was cited 500 times across news sources because all of a sudden you had real a real-time view into what was going on with small businesses. Sure. But, but the reality is that this is still the beginning, right? And if you can imagine, uh, the information around this part of the market was often sort of driven by these sampling and surveys and bits and pieces and lots of platitudes, in my opinion. Um, it's only now that we're getting verified payments into their hands and we can actually see what's going on, mm. that we're getting access to very real data and we can challenge a lot of the stereotypes. And we're gonna to continue to do that, obviously in a responsible way, lots of anonymized data um, and really treating it with the right level of sensitivity. Like mm. it's not something we're trying to monetize or anything sure, like that, sure. but uh, this is very important. Mm. No, definitely, definitely. Talk to me also about product development. I mean, I'm quite interested in that because a big part of uh, you know the rationale for going and raising you know this institutional round has a lot to do with uh, you know uh, what you see as potential plays in that space. Uh, you've got a new uh, sort of uh, Yoko Neo out. I was talking about some of the features of that you know uh, earlier on, uh, but uh, how does that work within Yoko? And more importantly, uh, where do you see some of the uh, big opportunities there? And uh, please don't give too much away because I guess you know you never know who listens. <laughs> Right. So I think first and foremost, it's important to state 
categorically that we're a technology company. Um, half of our team is engineers, product managers, data folks, and designers. And really, the essence of what we do is uh, getting out, uh, listening to our customers, understanding their needs, and translating that into product development. And I would say in the early days, um, when we were dealing with the innovators in the market and the early adopters were giving us rapid feedback and we could sort of adjust as we went, and they were also very patient with us as we were building things, um, this was a very particular type of product development. But now we're getting into a new type of product development where we're now really trying to pen penetrate the mass market. And that means that whatever we put out now has to just work. It needs to be simple and you, it, you need to just be able to use it. And that's been a big part of our focus at the moment. So, and I think the Yoko Neo was an example of that, right? You know, prior to the Neo, you needed a, a, a smartphone in order to use our product. With the Neo, you received it, you turn it on, you could take a payment. And that was a massive step. Now, going forward, as we think about the product ecosystem, and this is what we call it, um, there's a couple of components to it. So it's our ability for our customers to receive money. So this is the, the, the card machines, the online payments. We want to look at other payment methods that are relevant in the country and ensure that our merchants can receive money from all these sources into one place so they don't have to worry about reconciliation. And then something else we're really interested in is how they spend their money, right? And starting to complete that equation so that you can start doing some basic bookkeeping and have a good handle of cash flow and expenses. This is really, really important and it's something that's coming very strong from our customers. And then the next piece, which we already have, is the capital, right? So um, getting access to working capital. This is a fantastic product. We launched it at the end of 2018. We've already... Um, done half a billion rands in disbursements, and this will continue to grow as the payments grows. Mm. But the, the glue in all of this is the software. Um, so it's the software that allows us to uh, make everything intuitive, mm. simple, and it also ensures that um, you don't need somebody to come see you in order to get onboarded with the product, which is how we've been able to reach all corners of the country. Mm. Mm. And, and and I guess when when you think about it in that context, um, then you know the the next phase of um, I guess your your scaling process um, is that about going, you know, beyond some of the markets that you operate in now, or is it about I guess deepening the existing base of clientele that you have, or maybe both? It's a couple of things, um, all happening at once and well mm. integrated. So the one piece is investing in our platform. You know, we process a billion dollars on the platform. This is going to continue growing like crazy. And we need to be able to ensure that we're, you know, we have the right uptime, the processing speed, transaction quality. So we're very much a platform company in that sense. Is the product ecosystem I just spoke to you about and then the footprint, which mm. you've touched on. So um, we still have a lot of work to do in South Africa in terms of reaching um, the, 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 the business owners who are still sure. very much in cash and need access. But we are starting to look um, into other parts of the continent. We're very excited about that. And within the next year or so, you'll start seeing Yoko appear in its next market. And we're really, really excited about this as a company. Mm, okay. Any clues? Yes, no? No? <laughs> no. Well, what I can tell you, what I can tell you is this, which is an exciting number, is that we've set ourselves an internal goal mm. that by, well, within the next four years, we want to reach a million merchants. 
um, and we can't do this off South Africa alone. Sure, so sure. we're putting it out there. We're going to make it happen. And uh, we're super excited. Awesome stuff. Katlego, you know where to go when uh, you're going to tell us where the next move is. You know that. <laughs> Thank you. <man. laughs> awesome stuff. Take care, man. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. That there was Katlego Mapai joining us all the way out from Amsterdam. And uh, yeah, third round of uh, institutional funding. And uh, they've raised around $1.2 billion there uh, to be invested in product development. And also, I guess, uh, some of those... Uh, yeah, expansion into new markets uh, behind that target of getting a million vendors on their Yoko platform.